0: Welcome back to the Life Well Lived podcast. I am your host, Krista Elmancy, and for today's intro, I am joined by a very special guest. It is my husband and best friend, Raed. Hello. We are so happy to be talking with to you today. If you're listening to this episode on the day that it goes out, it is Thanksgiving Day in the United States. Yes, yeah, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone who's listening today. I'm not exactly sure what the episode is about, what Krista's <laughs> going to talk about, but if it's okay with you, Krista, I'd like to... Issue a challenge to your listeners. Yeah. Awesome. So I really just wanted to challenge everyone who's listening today to really be intentional and take a moment to write down three things that you're grateful for. Mm. Uh, it'll literally take five minutes. Um, this year has been one of the most challenging years, definitely for Krista and I, mm. um, but for many of us. And who knows when it's going to get any easier. Gratitude is crucial in challenging times like this, and we need to remember to lean on the one who's the giver of all good things. Yeah, which is crazy because Riot really didn't know what today's episode was going to be about, but that really lines up with exactly what we're about to talk about in this episode. It really came from me coming from a Fairly dark place, um, a place that lacked a lot of gratitude and just recognizing how important it is to bring everything back to God, everything back to the one who gives all things, the giver of all peace, of all joy, of all life. And so with that being said, again, we are so thankful for you. Thank you for all you do in joining the Life Well Lived family, for making an impact in the people's lives around you, and just for modeling what it looks like to live a life well lived. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Have fun. Hello and welcome back to the Life Will Live podcast. I am Krista Mancy and I'm a little embarrassed right now because as I'm sure you can tell and as I have been actually lovingly, like not sarcastically, but lovingly reminded by the people in my life, I have not posted a podcast episode in over a month. In over a month, I've not posted a podcast episode. So I'm like super embarrassed and honestly scared to like pick this back up again Um, because I don't know, I just have this and I need to conquer it because fear does not have a hold of me. But I, for some reason, have this tiny fear that if I start doing it again, I'm only gonna fail again. And that is not, that is not from the Lord. That is all from Satan. That is insecurity setting in. And um, I'm not gonna let that, give way i'm not going to give that any space it doesn't pay as so many people around me say it doesn't pay right in my mind so i am not going to let that have any space in my life um so here i am here i am i am recording an episode right now this is happening you don't know what's happening but you're listening to it so anyway you know what i mean this is insane i'm so happy to be back on the podcast (laughs) I am so happy to be back on the podcast. I'm so excited to be recording another episode because honestly, when I prepare for these episodes, it's just like a moment with God for me. And then I put it down into thoughts that I can share with other people that maybe that's something that they have experienced or are experiencing um, that we can learn from each other and work with each other to build each other up, like it says in scripture. And I am going to be real with you guys. So I have taken a break and I haven't posted a podcast episode in over a month. And I just backed off posting, creating episodes, writing down those private thoughts with the Lord. Because I didn't want to be, I honestly just didn't want to share the rough situations of my circumstances. Um... I wanted to bottle them up and keep them private so that I could just deal with them by myself and not have to share to anybody that, whoa, shocker, I'm not perfect, and I do experience hardships and frustration and unbelief and and fear and anxiety and depression. I didn't want to share that. I didn't want to be real in those circumstances in in That was my situation. And I heard this quote the other day that God used to speak into my heart. And the quote said, make your mess your message. And I kind of like mulled over that for a minute. And then it was just like God was sitting there telling me, don't forsake the journey. Take others with you and show them me. And I had allowed so much fear of what people might think or this fear that nobody cared about what I had to say, no one cared about my struggles, no one cared about me, a lack of joy, a lack of peace to keep me from my passion. So it is time to share my mess. I think we need to bring back transparency in the life of a Christ follower because What makes serving Christ unrealistic for people who don't know Jesus? It's people who pretend that they're perfect. And we can't pretend that we're perfect anymore. We can't pretend that we don't struggle. We can't pretend that we don't face issues, that we don't have addictions, that we don't have things that we get caught up on, like footholds that we give Satan. We have to be real, be honest, and be vulnerable. And I actually just had a conversation with two of my friends about this, about how in the beginning with Adam and Eve in the garden, if you take that step, Story. and if you replace any word Um, about how Adam and Eve were naked in the garden and unashamed I replaced that when I was talking to them about how they were vulnerable with him in the garden and being vulnerable like that's how God intended is vulnerable and without shame and we as a church as a body of Christ need to allow vulnerability without shame God God intended community so that we could walk beside each other and help each other through our circumstances that we could show someone where we've gone and where. God worked in our lives and encourage them and build them up and that is just that's just where I'm at I'll come off my soapbox but we need to be a body of Christ that allows people to be vulnerable that we don't lie and we show our issues and and you know it's not about Your issues, it's about the redemption and salvation from them. But we need to start being transparent that we were saved from something. Because pretending that we're perfect and we have no issues is you saying you have no need for the sacrifice and crucifixion of Jesus, the shedding of his blood, which we know is not true. So let's show the world a real representation of what it looks like to follow Christ. I am not perfect and that's why I need and love and walk with in life with Jesus, Because I'm not perfect, but he died so that one day I will be. He died so that his shed blood would cover my sins. Okay, hold on. I'm not here to preach to you. Maybe I am. I don't know. Should I start preaching? We'll see. But honestly... I had been a wreck. I had been focusing on all the wrong things. My heart was in the wrong space. My mind was in the wrong space. I had allowed my heart and my mind to be deceived and I deceived them myself. My insecurities, my fears, I allowed myself to be deceived and I didn't take my thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. I I listened to my heart even though the word says our hearts are deceiving and so I had fallen into all these traps that we know it says in scripture. Like I, I, I fell into each and every one of them and I had let this fear and honestly I had sat there like lots of complaining lots of complaining lots of sadness a season of depression and anxiety which I had never experienced before and I had lost sight of who I was because I lost sight of who God is I stopped pursuing him in that way to find out who I was like I am nothing I am nothing without God And when I stopped seeking him, I was just left feeling like I was nothing because God reveals to me who I am. God reveals to me my intended perfection. God reveals to me my true character. And I'd stopped pursuing God. I'd lost sight of who he was and I'd lost sight of peace and hope. And I just felt like I was stuck crying out to God, literally crying out. I can't tell you how many times I'd woken up puffy-eyed because I just cried out. But the, the crying out I was doing was from a place of selfishness. I cried out in anger to God. Why, God, have you let this happen to me? Why have you not provided in the way that I thought you should in the time that I thought you should? My crying out was from a place of a child who had gotten something taken away that they thought they deserved. That had seen someone else be rewarded like a toy or something. And they were like, I want that. Why didn't I get it? It's like, no, honey, that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Like, it doesn't work that way. So I had spent so much time in bitterness. It was a lot of me, 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 I, 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 why me? All these little things. My mom calls it the poor little old me club. Because you just sit there and all you think is about yourself. And The way that you face your battles shows the contents of your heart. And if in the middle of your battles you reflect everything back to yourself, that's the contents of your heart. That's the contents of my heart. And I was in this season of just feeling useless. And I don't know why, but I, for some reason, have like this Israelites on their way to the promised land. You know, God is providing, but it's not what they want. And they constantly want to go back to Egypt mentality. Okay? So in the story of the Israelites, when they are on their journey, they are on their voyage to the promised land. To what God has promised them. And as God is providing literal manna from the sky... They're griping and complaining, wanting to go back into slavery and bondage because one thing about slavery and bondage appealed to them, and it was comfort. And this entire time I've sat in the me, 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 I, 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 everything is sucking for me. All I wanted to go was back into bondage where God had moved us from. God has moved, right, and I hear to Georgia for such a time as this. I don't know why, I have no idea why, but I know that God took me away from my Egypt to bring me into my promised land and I'm in the middle of that journey. I'm here for a reason and I'm here to receive manna from the sky and know that God is still moving in my life. I'm here to follow him, learn his commandments and learn his character. And you have to move away from Egypt to voyage into the promised land, right? You have to move away from Egypt to go to your promised land. But getting to the promised land is a journey. And I had lost my heart of thankfulness for the manner that God has provided. I had lost my ability to see the hand of God in my life out of selfishness, out of selfish, self-seeking, self-serving ideas. I wanted God to do what I wanted in my time and I was broken because we're still living with my aunt and uncle and my life's not working out and my job sucks and for some reason, I'm not able to pay down all the debt I wanna pay down and I feel like my friendships have been lacking and I just feel like I've been like a crap person and I'm all upset about all these things but where was my focus where was my focus because if you have nothing but you have Jesus you have everything and I had gotten so caught up in having everything that wasn't Jesus having everything material wise without having Jesus I wanted a home I wanted a job that I liked I wanted to move forward and have the things that I wanted and shouldn't I then gosh, I just need to look to Jesus, right? Just look to Jesus. And there's that verse, and I I never remember where verses are found, and this is one one of the most frustrating things, but I remember what they say, and that's important. But it says, I lift my head unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And if I have my eyes lifted to him, where my help comes from, I have everything that I need. I have everything that I need. But I had lost focus. I had lost so much focus on what God was trying to do with my life. But nothing that God allows you to experience will be wasted. Not a single minute. Not a single minute. God has good purpose in everything. In everything. And an incredible friend of mine reminded me that Satan attacks what's working. I had so many times bitterly said to God, you must have forgotten all about me. Like, you're not providing what I think that I need. You're not here with me. You've left me. You've, you've abandoned me. But all along, in reality, God is doing a new thing in me. Some things have got to die for new life to be born. For new life to spring up and grow. Sometimes we have to let the old things die. If this is like an ongoing joke in our house. Gianna. She's my aunt. She's awesome. Gianna if you're listening to this. You're awesome. She loves plants. But she constantly says that she can't keep them alive. And one of the girls in our small group has helped her. You know revive a specific plant. There's this one plant. I don't know what kind of plant it is. It's a big plant. And it's got all these like really spiky leaves. If you know. Great. I don't. That's okay. And this girl came for life group. She came a couple minutes early to help Gianna diagnose her plant. And the plant was sitting in stagnant water. So the roots began to rot. And if we don't continue to give ourselves the new living water of Christ that he wants to give us daily, our roots will rot and we will have nothing. We will have nothing feeding us new life. Like Christ is our new life. And if we don't allow him to flush out what needs to go and we sit in our circumstances without that new water, we will die. And they literally, like this poor plant, was so far gone that they literally had to cut off probably, I would say, two-thirds of the leaves, like No, like legit, probably two-thirds of the leaves. So many dead leaves had to come off so that new growth could come in. The dead had to go so that new life could be born, could grow, could prosper. Nothing God allows you to go through or experience will be wasted. Nothing, nothing, nothing. When God starts something new, he will finish it to completion. He sees it all the way through, right? He he's a follow-through man. Like God follows through, and when he starts something, he finishes it. He finishes it every time, and you may not see it yet. But big things are coming directly from the hand of God. Huge, huge things are coming from the hands of the Father. We've just got to bring vulnerability, transparency, and grace back to the heart of The body of Christ like we've got to be the body of Christ his hands and feet extended his heart beat needs to beat within us that it beats in our city it beats in our our state it beats in our nation in this world that Jesus's heartbeat is evident within his people that it beats in a different rhythm that people can see that something is different this is a cadence in life that I want to get with like what is this difference like you struggle too but the way you face your struggle says so much about your heart and people are going to notice that They're going to notice that in your vulnerability. And what I've noticed in this season is that an attitude of thankfulness demolishes the grasp of disappointment on your life. We can combat every ounce of fear, anger, and bitterness with a heart that's focused on prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. I had ceased, like literally probably up until two weeks ago, probably up until last Sunday. Yeah, there were moments in my life where I was thankful, but as a majority, I had ceased to be thankful or see any good in my circumstances. And it says in Romans eleven thirty six, For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. To him be the. F- all of these things are from him. For him and through him. It honestly takes up this. Ele- it takes out this element of pride. It takes out this element of self-importance. And it shows us kingdom importance. It shows us our value and a perspective and a lens that you don't. It's it's there because it's who Christ made us to be. Wow. I think I'm really hit today by what I'm saying in a whole new way because I want God to reveal to me his character. I have believed so many lies from the enemy about who God is. That God is a father who abandoned me. That God forgot about me. That God doesn't provide for me. That I've screwed up too much and God can't work in my life or his purpose is not coming now because of my failure. I need God to reveal to me again who he is, what is his character, who is the God that I serve, who is the God that gave his son, his only son, to die so that I could admit my vulnerabilities, I could admit my imperfection but seek grace and salvation through his kingdom. Riot and I have been doing a devotion about gratitude and thankfulness because we have recognized, and what was funny is, thankfully, we recognized that we had a gratitude. I'm going to speak for myself because Riot has done really good with being thankful and grateful. Let's come back to me. I have had an issue with being thankful and grateful. And we recognized probably about three weeks ago that this was an issue that I struggled with. And... Thankfully, literally, I think it was last week or the week before, our pastor spoke on a heart of gratitude. Actually, I feel like it's been the echo of our every message, every Bible study, every prayer service, every worship song has just been being a heart, having a heart of gratitude, praise and thankfulness towards the Lord. And so a couple of, about a week ago, Ryan and I read this devotion. I just want to share two paragraphs from one of the devotions that we read. It says, sometimes we forget how good we have it. We fall for the grass is greener somewhere else lie, or like children born." With their toys, apathy for God's blessings set in. Boredom with blessings sets in, and we want more. This could be true for material or spiritual things. Gratitude for answered prayers fades. Spiritual lessons learned through God's curriculum of truth and trial must be learned again. And the gifts we have through Christ, the adoption as sons and daughters of the Father, and power through the Holy Spirit become old news. I'm just gonna say it again. I said this earlier: an attitude of thankfulness demolishes the grasp of disappointment on your life. If you have a heart that is grateful and thankful for what God is doing in every second, if I have a heart that is grateful and thankful for what God is doing in every second, it demolishes any grasp, any, any little inch that disappointment tries to take in my life. God is every good thing. God is with us in the middle of our desert in the middle of our storm, in the middle of our trials. He is in our midst. He has never left us. He has never forsaken us. And actually, hold on. I'm going to pull out my prayer journal because I wrote down a song uh, lyric. And I will uh, actually have this down below link so you can listen to it. But the lyrics from this song say, The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. Defender behind me, I won't fear. I'm filled with anointing. My cup's overflowing. No weapon can harm me. I won't fear. And then the second verse always gets me. It always gets me. He always guides me through mountains and valleys. His joy is refreshing, restores my soul. Mercy and goodness give me assurance that I'll see his glory face to face. If we would recognize that the Lord is my shepherd and he goes before me, then any circumstance that we are going to face, we have the peace that the God of all things, the God of all goodness, the God of all peace, the God of all provision has already conquered what we're facing. And as we walk with him through that fire, we are in good company because the God of all things is in that fire with us. If God says, walk in the fire, have peace and know that he's already in there asking you to follow him. And, I, and there's a Cody Karnes song I'll also link this down below, but it says, um, oh shoot, why am I bad with quotes today? Hold on, let me look it up. Okay, sweet, I found it. There's a Cody Karnes song called Christ Be Magnified, and I believe it's in the bridge of the song. It says, if the cross brings transformation, then I'll be crucified with you. Through Christ's death, he brought us life. That we have freedom when we follow the life of Christ, when we follow the guidelines that he gave us to live in freedom. And the amazing thing is, is you might be in a season right now where you feel like God is not with you. I can promise you, I I am literally just walked out of that season that I felt like God was not with me, that he had forsaken me, that he had left me. And if you're not experiencing him in that way, if you're not experiencing God walking with you, we have the ability as his sons and daughters to ask him to show us who he is, to ask him to show himself in a tangible way to us. And once you ask, oh my gosh, <laughs> once you ask be ready to see seriously once you ask be ready to see be willing to live your life with your eyes wide open wide open because the wonder and the awe of who God is will be brought back into your perspective I think we lose sight of the awe and wonder of our God of the awe and wonder of who Jesus is that he walked with us he experienced life for us and then he died for us we forget. To just stand in awe with our eyes wide open and expect God to move. And if you pray, if you're if you're seeking God, he shows up. He shows up. So get ready. When you ask God to reveal himself to you, live life with your eyes wide open. That's all I have. Like expectant. Expectant of God to just do what only God can do. And it's time for us to get into a moment, into an attitude, into a heart and a mindset of thankfulness and gratitude towards Christ. Praise. Praise of who he is and praise of what he's done because he's doing something. He's doing something. I just don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it anymore because my heart has been closed off to what he's done because I've lacked gratitude. I want to live life every single day with a heart ready to receive and my eyes wide open ready to receive. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I got a little fired up there, but honestly, I think God, i not I think, I don't think, I know God is doing a new thing in my life. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have not already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform that you listen to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at life well Lived Pod. I try to post little snippets from episodes and things that are going on, which now hopefully I'll actually have things going on because I'll actually be recording episodes. So follow the podcast on Instagram and I would love it if you would leave a five-star review again on whatever platform you are able to do. So it really just helps us to grow the life we'll live family. And I just, I'm, I'm excited because I feel like the world's getting ready to change. I feel like our hearts, as our hearts shift back to him and focusing on loving his people, the world's going to change. And I'm so excited to see that it's going to, it's going to be amazing. So thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you in my next episode. Bye!